Welcome in everyone to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here, riding solo, but only for a little while. Jimmy is on his way, uh, but he is out uh, away from the nest, as we like to say, and so he's just run a little bit behind. We also have our guest uh, weekly film session with Cole Jackson coming up here in just a few minutes. So excited to get into that, see what he, you know, see his thoughts from last week's win, big win. Uh, Moves the Ravens to first place in the AFC North, sitting at three and one uh, behind them. Got a couple of two and two teams with the Steelers and the Browns. And then the Kitty Cats bringing up the rear, sitting at one and three, which I'm not mad at all to see. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to, before, you know, before Jimmy gets in here, before Cole joins us, wanted to just let you guys know some of the moves that the Ravens have been making here. Uh, let's see, let's pull up the transaction wire here. Uh, the Ravens have made some additions to the practice squad um, and to make room on that practice squad, it's a bit of a disappointment. They let, uh, they waived Dante Demas Jr., of course, former Turp wide receiver uh, who was just brought back not long ago, uh, finds himself waived once again. Uh, but the good news is they did sign back uh, DB DeAndre Houston Carson, who most people saw with us during the preseason. He's back. He's a kind of a safety cornerback, uh, primarily a safety. Um, he's back with the squad. And then also brought back another familiar face, Eric Tomlinson, former tight end here for the Ravens just last year. Uh, if everybody remembers the long hair coming out of the back of the helmet, uh, but they bring back another familiar face in Tomlinson, kind of makes you a little bit wondering what, what's going on there when they have so many tight ends as well as uh, Pat Ricard on the roster, but we'll maybe wait till later in the in the week to find out a little bit more about that. And then they brought in Trey Swilling, a cornerback, a former undrafted cornerback in his second season in the NFL. Most recently was with the San Francisco 49ers, a six foot, 200 pound corner out of Georgia Tech, uh, who had his most famous battle going one on one against George Pickens, where they kind of got into a little bit of a scuffle in the end zone uh, as the two were doing some one on one. Uh, red zone. Uh, it was a red zone play, but yes, yeah, so they brought in Trace Willing again, a six foot guy, last with the Niners. Uh, interesting, six foot tall, but but not like the typical length you'd see from a, a six foot tall guy, bit of a shorter armed six foot tall. Um, but like I mentioned, 200 pounds, has some playing experience, so we'll see how he kind of factors into the roster, uh, if at all. Uh, but yeah, just kind of wanted to keep you guys up to date on everything. Um, but yeah, J yeah, James is doing his hair. Uh, Ravens win. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's, he don't just wake up like that. He's not Beyonce. You know, he needs time. He's got to put some product in there, you know, and then I think there's a waiting period to get that perf that much of a perfection when it comes to his hair. I mean, there's a waiting period. There's a grace period before you can. So yeah, I mean, he's he's got stuff to do, but he'll be joining us very, very soon. Again, for on the road. And yeah, what DK also right now not with us. Just me, guys. I know. It's crazy. Uh, Sean, shout out. Yes, man. I can't keep anything a secret here. Yes, my birthday is tomorrow. It's crazy. I'll be 36 tomorrow. Um, yeah, appreciate it, uh, Sean, for noticing. I guess that's a Facebook thing. That uh, I think my birthday is attached to it. So, yeah, shout out to Sean. Yes, it is my birthday. Can't believe it. 36 years old. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Time certainly flies. Um, 
I hope all those dams aren't because I'm old. I see. <laughs> oh, I guess it's from that. Yeah, from that clip. Uh, what's his name? Short Kevin Hart. The Kevin Hart clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. It's just Quan. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks, Jackson. Uh, appreciate the, the birthday wishes. Louise, appreciate you. Uh, too much for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Carla, everybody. Uh, JBJBAB. JB, JB, appreciate the early birthday wish. Thank you. Uh, Lisa Ann, appreciate the well wishes. Yes. Holding down the fort. I'm um, gonna be gonna be getting some takes soon, but I wanted to touch on a couple things that uh, while we wait for them guys to get in here, get your guys' take on some of these statistics I've been seeing. It's been it's been crazy because you know we knew that the Ravens were gonna obviously have a different scheme with uh, with Todd Munkin coming to town, but I think some Ravens fans were a little concerned that the Ravens would get too far away from being a run team and and go completely all in on being pass first, pass only is what I think some fans were kind of fearing. Interestingly enough, the Ravens are second in the league in rush attempts this year, which I think most fans would have been like, heck no. You know, there, there's no way they're going to be. But they are second in rush attempts behind uh, – who is it that they're behind? Uh, I'm blanking right now. Oh, I think it's Philly. I think it might be Philly is the only team who's ran the ball more, more often than the Ravens. Uh, so that was kind of surprising, but also kind of surprising is the amazing success the Ravens have found in the red zone. I think if any any fans have been around uh, for since last season knows that they struggled mightily in the red zone. They, they seemingly couldn't couldn't punch it in on the ground, and then had issues through the air. And it seemed like through the first few seasons, Lamar Jackson was basically a cheat code in the red zone with his ability to 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 run it in himself or or dish it off to one of his his weapons, but this year, it's been a massive, massive rebound. So not only are the Ravens 80% touchdown rate this season when getting into the red zone, which means once they get to 35 yards or 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 closer, they score a touchdown 80% of those trips, which is just absolutely you know insane and, and, and a crazy number that I don't think they can sustain all year. But the fact that they're doing so is absolutely insane. And then also when they get in field goal range, and I don't know what's what. Okay, here it is. So again, within 35 yards of the end zone, the Ravens are converting third downs at 71%, by far the best in the league. Next place is 59%. So you're talking 12% better than second place in third down conversions once you get down into the red zone. I mean, it, something's obviously big. Uh, it's been a big, big change here. When you're talking about that level of success in the most important area of the field, you know, a lot of teams can move the ball in between the 20s. You know, that 80 yards, even some defenses will uh, be lenient in that they'll allow certain things to to take place inside those, you know, in between the 220s. But once you get in the red zone, things get so much more challenging. You're talking about DBs don't have to worry about wide receivers running by them. Like safeties don't have to worry about a tight end tearing up the seam and, and gashing them for 30 yards. There's just not enough room to run. So the fact that they are converting third downs at a 71% clip in the red area, and then furthermore converting those trips to the red zone at an 80% clip to touchdowns, I mean, that right there has got to be a big, big reason as to why the Ravens are finding themselves uh, first place right now. Uh, in the AFC North, and that's despite the fact that 57% of their total drives end in a punt or a turnover, which is 
you know, just for reference, about middle of the pack. But it just shows that once they get in that red zone, I mean, they they typically are finishing drives. Um, and, and you know, that's what you want because it don't matter how often you get down there. If you're kicking field goals in this league, you're, you're not going to win a lot of games. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you get down there. Uh, and, and, you know, if you're only getting three when you leave, chances are you're going to have a tough time winning games in this league. So, um, shout out to that Ravens offense for getting it done when it, you know, where it counts. Uh, Deadly Jordan says red zone QB runs early in the season should open up. Absolutely. So if you, you keep gouging them on the ground with Lamar Jackson's legs, all of a sudden, if he makes any type of a, a jab step, even towards the line of scrimmage, defenders are going to start crashing down in anticipation that Lamar takes off. And so it's going to allow those guys at the back of the end zone uh, to continue to work and hopefully Lamar can find them. Oh, you know what? I said no, uh, DK, but this is the one I did show. I did show this one. <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't show that one, though. Shout out to Sean. Thank you. Yes, appreciate the uh, the early birthday wishes. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. Cake says, uh, happy birthday, big doll. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It's crazy. I mean, they always say that time goes by fast after you, you know, you get out of school and you have children. But man, they weren't they weren't lying. I mean, holy smokes. I cannot believe I'm about to be 36. This is absolutely crazy. Still haven't settled on my birthday dinner yet. So if you guys have any of your favorites, throw them in the chat. I uh, appreciate the um the suggestions. I'm trying something, I'm gonna try something a little bit different. A little bit, uh, you know, I don't want to go something I've done before. Want to try it a little bit differently. So if you guys have any suggestions in the chat, I'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, but without further ado, my I mean, it's it's quickly becoming my favorite segment of this show every week. I mean, I, I learned so much. We're having a great time. We're getting to know uh our 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 next guest, um Cole Jackson. Appreciate you coming back, clearing out some time for us once again. How you doing today? I'm doing good, brother, and I'm on time. What's going on, man? What's going man. on, chat? Um, it's your birthday today? Tomorrow. 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 Wow. Yeah. Mine's on Saturday. So October birthday, brothers. First week yeah. of October birthday, brothers. Um, happy birthday tomorrow, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah, man. You too. Absolutely. So does that make you on the Libra scale? Are you there? What's that? Libra? You don't What's know? Uh, no. I guess it's, is it an American thing, DK? Uh, is it? Really? You don't know about the birth, uh, the, your zodiac sign or anything? Cancer? Oh, Libra. Libra. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm okay. A Libra. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought okay, you said yeah. Lever. I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm no. <laughs> no, team, team Libra. Uh, yeah, shout out. But um, uh, thanks so much for joining us. And guys, by the way, if you guys, uh, if you guys haven't yet, please go subscribe to Cole's YouTube channel, Road Graders. Does an awesome job breaking down. Uh, the plays, break it down the film to, to make it more understandable for, for, for guys like me, just the typical fan. So definitely go check that out. Massey says, you look like you're in your 20s. <laughs> wow, I, I'll take it. Uh, did you have any empathy for DTR backing up Deshaun? At some points, I did. He took a couple licks, especially, I don't know if you guys saw that clip where, where Roquan and Pat Queen both shoved him at the same time, despite him getting the ball out. He just gets ragdolled. Uh, yeah, so points I did, but look, he's getting paid. He's a, he's an NFL uh, quarterback. That's an opportunity. Uh, let's see. For some Ravens fans did, including me, felt bad for the kid. Still happy Deshaun didn't play. Yeah, we're gonna get into it, uh, and, and might as well jump right into it right now. Here, Cole. I, I, look, there's a lot of praise, and we're gonna get into a lot of what good happened in this game. 
But I can't help but remember how this game started, Cole. And when <laughs> and when I look outside of that 10-yard touchdown by Lamar that was set up by the interception, they did not start the game well at all. In fact, four of their five drives ended basically in three and outs. Yep. Uh, and it makes me wonder, of course, there's no way of, for us to ever know, but if Deshaun had played and they had more competent play on the offensive side of the ball, could this game have en- went to different? Because, look, momentum is a very real thing when it comes to all sports, certainly football. So what happened in those first few drives, Cole, that just wasn't working? And what changed that all of a sudden became that started working? Yeah, I mean, what wasn't working was really the pass protection up front. They couldn't get their pass game going. They weren't getting a lot of movement in the run game. Um, it just didn't. They, they just had too many things clicking against them. You know, McCarry got mauled early, um, really struggled against Miles Garrett early. But then as the game went on, I thought he really turned the game around in, ter- ter- in terms of that one-on-one pass rush battle. But uh, I found that, you know, really would turn the game around and I see all the comments in the chat was my twin, Mark Andrews. It was that, yeah. that 36 yard play. Um, so that came, we scored the, the 10 yard touchdown after the Brandon Stevens interception. Then the ball came back to us and we were pinned deep. They went run, run. And on third down, Andrews took it for 36. And then after that play, it seemed like they started walking with some swagger. And that's something I've noticed and it's not just really the Ravens, it's it's any team, but over the last few years, sometimes when they're when they're skidding early in the game, I've always thought to myself, like, let's get Lamar involved in the run game. And the reason I say that is because he sparks big plays, and those big plays can shift the momentum, right? And so it wasn't a Mark or it wasn't a Lamar Jackson rush, but it was a Mark Andrews um yak play where he basically broke two tackles. Um, did anyone else chat, drop a comment. If you guys did, did anyone else cringe like crazy when the defender was coming from and from behind Andrews on that play and tried to punch the ball out because oh it my felt goodness, like yes. Kenyon Drake all over again. I saw his hand go up and I literally gasped while watching the yep. game, but luckily Andrews held on to it. And then, um, but to, to address your other question, you know, what did it have changed with Watson? Um, Obviously, their pass game would have been a little bit different, but honestly, Watson struggled early in his in his season. So, I mean, I do think he can do a lot more vertically, um, but I, I think it's just a big testament to Mike McDonald. He had this defense absolutely flying, and I know we'll probably dive into it a little bit deeper, but um, I don't think it mattered what quarterback it was, and I think it's going to be an advantage for the Ravens all year long. Mike McDonald is just on his A game with the – the scheme design right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad he, he, he was one of my, my next question. I think, I think you're, um you're a big fan of Mike McDonald. I can tell by the way, you know, you He's talk about him, the way you tweet about him. I, I I'm just going to let like, what is it that may, is making what he's doing? So spe- cause I know it's in, yeah. it's in kind of hand in hand with the personnel, right? Like yep. the way he's using Q, uh, Roquan and Pat queen and Kyle Hamilton, like, What's uh like? Should the Ravens be worried first and foremost? Like, is he going to be getting some interviews? And what is it that's making him like so unique, so special, as opposed to like what we've seen from Wink in years past? This is the ultimate, and we've heard this. If you guys are part of my take fans, you hear them talk about it all the time. Is it the X's and O's, or is it the Jimmy and the Joes? And uh, I, I think it's honestly the perfect marriage because the Ravens have three key versatile pieces. 
and it's probably more than three, but the three that stand out to me are Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, and Kyle Hamilton that he is so unbelievably creative with. Um, he throws a lot of different coverage looks, but how he schemes up um, those second level front seven guys, because we're usually playing nickel. You're not usually seeing like a, a four, three, three, four look anymore. Like it's basically a base nickel defense. Um, and the way, like this is where Kyle Hamilton was getting called a box safety and all that. He's basically a slot corner right now who will also step in and do some creative things. But the way he's able to scheme pressures, use delayed blitzes, like the way he can, like you'll see, it was funny. A lot of people got mad last year when uh, Michael Pierce dropped into coverage, but there was a play this year where Pierce did drop out. They brought two, a linebacker and a DB, and Pierce actually went into the passing lane of the crossing route and forced the quarterback to hold the ball. So it's just his ability to creatively send the, it's there's no like the best way to compare it is if you go back to DMP's defense it was very much the same thing it was it was all about assignment football every coverage looked the same he was lo- expecting his guys to execute what Mike McDonald throws these quarterbacks ways is basically a different look every play it's always different guys are always in different spots and the guys up front are playing unselfish football you had the play where Patrick Queen literally absolutely bounced the uh the guard and he just ran into him and Roquan wrapped around him um and got the quarterback hit and absolutely obliterated him but just the way he's scheming up those pressures dropping guys into coverage it looks different every single time and that's the beauty of his scheme yeah he certainly makes you read pre and post snap uh he he, I, I love what this guy's doing and the fact that he's my age is just completely like I try and put myself like I'm gonna lead this group of men Hell no, they're not following me. They're pushing me out of the way and they're going to go past me. But it's just amazing to me. This guy is literally my age and he's he's doing as well as he is. Now, sticking on the offense or in the defensive side of the ball, I want to I want to get your take on what's going on in the edge group because man, like if you would have the first week of preseason or even before that, if you would have told me, you know, by week 4 our starters are going to be Van Noy and Clowney, I'd say I I I think I'd be okay with it even with the hype of Owe and Ajabo at that point. But let me ask you, at this point in their careers, right now, not their potential and where they might be, is Clowney and Van Noy a better edge duo than Owe and Ajabo? Yeah, right now, yeah. I mean, I I thought Owe was playing really well to start the year, so him getting hurt was a huge blow. Um, He looked like – he just looked different. He was playing faster. Um, So Owe – would have looked pretty good, I think, out there opposite Clowney once he got comfortable. But these guys are playing really good football. Ten pressures between the two of them. Kyle Van Noy with four pressures and just 15 pass rush snaps. Like, that's pretty freaky. Um, and that's pressures. That's not just uh, pass rush wins. So he had other wins that didn't result in pressures. Um, ball coming out early, that sort of thing. Um, so I thought Van Noy looked incredible. I think uh, someone said it on Twitter. I wish I had their handle. I apologize. Um, because they do deserve the credit. The way they put it was the Ravens are playing money ball at the edge position, and it's so true. I mean, I put a tweet out today of the one-year deals that were given out. You had guys like Leonard Floyd, 7 mil on a one-year, Justin Houston, 6 mil, Yannick Nagakwe, 10 mil. We're paying Clowney one year, $2.4 million, and he has 19 pressures in four games. Kyle Van Noy is 
I haven't even seen his contract, but it must yeah, be. If he, if he came onto the practice squad, it's got to be low. Like, it's got to be vet min area. And he's got four pressures in one game and 15 pass rush snaps. So he's Jimmy. What's up? I was uh, late last week. You're late this week. I love it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. Well, look, I'm going to tell everybody you lost What's your up? key, Jimmy. I mean, how I, do you dude, lose your key? Dude, I lost my key. And because I'm at a, <laughs> I'm at a Disney resort, they like, I like walk up to the front desk and I'm like, look, I lost my key. My wallet is in my room. Can you just like, this is my work badge. Like, what else do you need? She's like, no, security needs to go upstairs and take you to room and see your ID and blah, blah. And so I'm like, okay. So I wake up, I wait up in my room and then I, no one's here. I'm waiting like 10 minutes. Freaking security guy is down by the elevator. talking on the phone to who knows who. And finally I hear him and I walk down. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to let me in my room. Like, can you come on, dude? There's people waiting on me here. He's calling his bookie, bro. He's trying to get the bets in. Jeez, that's right. You know he's, I mean? he's, he's downloading <laughs> BetUS. Yeah. That's right. Jeez, that's so right. sorry for the interruption. I apologize. But oh, uh, no, I'm here. Good. Welcome in. I'm glad to Thank see you. I'm glad to see uh, you are well. You know, I'm glad. Well. It, it looks like you got a haircut, which the, the feet people will be happy to see. Got the haircut. They were asking, they were asking the fresh, about that's, it. That's right. Got the fresh cut. Got the fit on. Doing yeah. good today, dude. This is uh, dude. My... You get your teeth white, and them things look bright today, no. right? Hey, <laughs> right? Did you get veneers down there, bro? What's good, dude? You know how I'm about my teeth, bro. I'm no. Well, I know you don't mess around. On the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, there's a lot of Mark Andrews fans, and I call him That's the brother right. from another mother of yours because I mean, my goodness, you guys look so much alike yeah. it's absolutely crazy but jimmy i'm gonna i'm gonna let you prepare your question by but i'm gonna i'm gonna hit okay, hold yeah, with yeah. one and give you an opportunity to um to catch up here so with morgan moses going out we don't really know what the timeline is right now which is crazy because i don't think he's missed a game in his life um so no, his durability has been insane so yeah to think about a game without him is kind of crazy but Falele comes in and I, I just want you to kind of share your take on what you saw from Falele because I always went like we probably got the best two backup tackles like in the league with McCarry and Falele uh but what'd you see from from him in the brief stint yeah and if you guys want a deeper dive I just put a video out this morning um over on road graders uh on Falele focusing on his game he struggled he did struggle in this one um it's he, I, I genuinely think, and this isn't an excuse because it doesn't mean it's okay. I genuinely think a lot of his struggles on Sunday were lack of mental preparation. And the reason I say that is because if you go back to his preseason game, he knows he's going to be playing. He knows he's going to be playing a lot. A lot of the little things that I wanted to see him clean up, things like just getting off the ball, like, you know, all the stuff around Jawan Taylor jumping the snap and Lane Johnson jumping mm -hmm. the snap. That's what we need from Daniel Falele because he needs to be up and out early. He's just not, he's not quick enough. And um, so in, in the preseason, I thought he was doing that quite well, getting into good positions, using his length well, but then Sunday he's just off the ball late again. Like there's, there's snaps where he's a full step late off the ball. And it's just like, mentally it's just not there. Like he's trying to process too much and he forgets, doesn't forget the snap count, but he's not, thinking of timing it and that's the little things like that are what's frustrating me um because it's preventing him from kind of you know being able to use things like his length that's his margin for error he's got those 38 inch arms where he can really use them so um i'm really interested i 
I'm not sure what they're going to do if Ronnie Stanley comes back. I don't know if they'll just flip McCarry and, and run with it. Uh, McCarry was, was it last year? 2021 was McCarry played a lot of right tackles. It was 21. Made, yeah. It was 21 because he banged up his, 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 uh, his ankle against the Steelers, but McCarry's had a pretty good uh, track record against TJ Watt. Um, so, you know, TJ Watt's going to be a tough matchup. He lines up over the right tackle exclusively. He doesn't flip sides. Mm. Um, so it's going to be that right tackle against so Watt got, pretty much you all You got game. McCary. You got, you got Miles Garrett one week at left tackle. Then you got to switch to right tackle and take on TJ Watt. That's no problem, Cole. No, no, yeah, just, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and McCary got outclassed on some of those, those snaps last week. And that's what happens to backups against elite players. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell people, you know, People are like, well, you said McCarry's good. And I was like, I said he was a good backup. Yeah. What you want from your backup is to be a good backup. Is you, there's not enough good tackles in this league to have three or four starting caliber tackles on your roster. So you need guys that are going to be able to come off the bench and get you through games. And, you know, the Ravens were in the lead. It didn't matter at the end of the day. But Falele didn't live up to that on uh, um uh, on Sunday, but I do think if he can be more prepared going into this game, I think he can mask some of those limitations he showed. Yeah, no, the one thing I'll say, it, last year when Falele came in and played left tackle, I don't remember what game it was. But the he, Patriots. Remember how much he struggled? At the beginning, and then it was almost like halftime. Yeah. I did a video on it because I was like, what? Yeah. It was wild. It? it was the weirdest. He gave up two sacks and like six snaps. And yeah. then he didn't give up another pressure for the entire second half. It yeah. was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen, but it was a lot of the same type of stuff. It was laid off the ball. He was going against, uh, it might've been Trey Flowers. Yeah, it was Trey Flowers most of the day. And Flowers was just short cornering him nonstop in that, that those first few snaps. And then he finally figured it out. So I'm hoping if it's Falele, that's going to be what we see. You know, we see him a little bit more mentally prepared, ready to go. Yeah, now the only thing I've got to tell you, Cole, gonna help you out here it's two a's so it's fa ah it's two a's it's two sounds he, he's saying he fillet like a chick-fil-a like fillet i say fillet it's fa ah lele fa ah lele someone, someone made a comment there. on my youtube video this morning and they're like you're saying it wrong and yeah I so i'm trying to help that's all no no, yeah. no it's helpful yeah. i also say no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but no i i uh i'm hopeful that that's immediately came to my mind when you were talking like i remember that game where he just came out and looked horrendous yeah. and then all of a sudden he's a different player and he's got the sheer size so if he can get his feet out of the cement buckets that he's found them in then uh then maybe he can you know m make a jump my my question and this is really for both of you is you know we have these injuries we're going to this pittsburgh game um so I think it's always close with Pittsburgh, but are there any things, you know, it was still a great game overall, but are there any things we can do, whether that's the O-line or whether that's the, the, the team as a whole, what are some things that, that we can do that's conceivable to improve from one week to another, right? Like that's, that's where I'm at because we got these young guys that are coming in. We've got guys that are having to play bigger roles that normally wouldn't. So what are some things that now they're getting some more experience under their belt that we can say, okay, this is, you know, one or two things that we know that they did wrong, but because they're young guys or inexperienced guys, they can improve upon and, and should be able to from one game to the next. Loaded question. That is a loaded question. But, um, it, I mean, it, it's, it's what I've one. been thinking about all, you know, since the game. Because this is really where the, the, the drastic improvement can come. When you're a young or inexperienced player, yeah. between one game to the next, there should be a big jump. Yeah. Right? So, like – 
I, I my my answer is a little boring, but it comes back to just what I remember one of my coaches saying, and uh, it, it's very true in football versus other sports. And I, I just tweeted something about this because um, I was thinking about someone going on IR missing four games, and you, you're kind of like, wow, it's just four games, and then he'll be back. But when you think about it, that's 25% of an entire season. Compare mm-hmm. that to the NHL, four games is nothing, right? It's a week. It's 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 nothing to these guys. So it's it's really about chasing consistency. And the problem in the NFL is if you can't do that fast, it's noticeable. And so your bad games amplify. And so I think it's just rep to rep, um, you know, game to game, week to week. It's being able to consistently apply your technique and that's been where and it's a little bit of a boring answer but I do think it is that simple because um a guy like Falele um say he goes and McCarry's actually a good example you take the Bengals game right amazing game from him he absolutely shut out Trey Hendrickson um completely shut him down comes into the next week struggles right and so but then this week struggles a bit early then gets it together. And so those inconsistencies from your backups really stand out. And that's really what separates backups and starters, right? It's their ability to consistently apply their technique. Um, so for guys like Falele, guys, it, and it, we could very well have a McCary Falele tackle duo this week, right? Like, yeah, it's not a guarantee that Ronnie Stanley's back. He returned to practice from what I understand about Ronnie Stanley is it's very similar to last year. He doesn't want to play until he's hundred percent. And so that means these weeks where he's you know loading up 80%, 85%, all that kind of stuff, he's not playing through that injury. And so that's why he was able to practice last week, sit out Friday, and then not play on Sunday versus a guy like Tyler Linderbaum, crazy son of a bitch, sprained his ankle, tried to play, tried to practice the first week. I don't know if that's public information, but that's 100% a true story. And then the crazy fuck comes back the next week. Like he would cut off his ankle and get out there if he could. He's he's yeah. he's a psycho. And then well, did you, did you guys see that's the what happens walk? when you're from Iowa? Oh, the the bat the box out. The oh, butt dude, crack. So odd. did they come up with a name for it? <laughs> the butt crack. I went with the butt crack block. Oh yeah, I, took, I like that. The I took crack, crack back block, and yeah, I was yeah. like back crack block, and I was like, what about butt crack block? Dude, look, <laughs> let me let me tell you what. When you're from that part of the country, you do whatever you got to do to get the job done. You don't get days off. That's it, man. So yeah. so on Iowa, he's out there wrestling pigs. Throw, do you guys know that he set the record in the hay bale toss at his local state fair? Not surprised. Story. No, I did not know that. <laughs> that is awesome. That is. I did awesome. my draft research on Tyler Linderbaum. Trust me. <laughs> wow, I, I'd love to see that dude tossing hay bales. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Let's see. It's just Quan says, "Can you guys see Bait getting traded at deadline?" No, I don't. I don't see that. It's just Quan. I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, I don't think so. I would not mind to see them being aggressive, though. And, hey, yeah, like, uh, Cole, I think you mentioned it. I think I saw you mentioned on Twitter. Look, these second-round picks, you know, let's just keep moving them because every time we trade one, we bring back something a whole lot better than we probably would have, you know, gotten if we dra- used the draft pick. Uh, do you think the, the Ravens should be or possibly could be aggressive at the trade deadline, Cole? I think this team, and I tweeted it yesterday, I think it was, this team is an a true edge, a number one edge, away from being the true contender. And so it kind of goes against what I said earlier with the money ball approach, because that is, the Ravens have gone cheap at edge, and they've really kind of focused on getting the right skill sets in to, to fill the void, and using that with the scheme, at, uh, the scheme pass rush. But having a guy that can just, because it's so hard to give help to the edge, because once you give help to the edge, you're either taking 
a, a pass, uh, a, a guy that can run a pattern, for example, you're taking him out of being able to do that. So if you keep in six man protection, now you have less guys running routes that helps your coverage. Right. So it's a lot harder to give help out to that edge player um, than it is an inside player. So like as good Aaron Donald's a little bit of an, a little bit of a bad example because he's just that good, but I would rather scheme for with my offensive line. I'd rather scheme for an Aaron Donald than a miles Garrett. It's easier for me to give double help inside because I have three guys usually blocking two with three, you know, guard two guards and a center against two defensive tackles. It's easier for me to scheme that double team than it is to slide my line out to the edge or keep a tight end in. So I think yeah. they're a true edge away from being maybe Burns from Carolina. I don't think they'll sell them. Like it's kind of yeah, weird, right? Like, so I, good, but <sighs> Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter. Oh, Hunter? now I, Jimmy will tell you. I've been yeah, Daniel Glenn's Hunter been on guy. that guy for a long time. So yeah, he's owed eight million to a team that trades for him based off his contract. Um, the Ravens can use they can restructure Lamar uh ronnie though i don't know if they want to restructure ronnie because it'll kick money down the road they restructured marlin at the beginning did they, they, did did they get marlin okay yep. so i think it's andrews that's andrews so well, they just have, call them out dude uh, yeah you guys are buddies i mean yeah, guys... send, me, send me the papers i'll sign them yeah you'll see them at thanksgiving <laughs> i'm sure you know what i mean no, my I... thanksgiving is this weekend this is how different canadian thanksgiving what? is yeah man oh, okay it's always on my birthday well, happy Thanksgiving, Cole. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, happy birthday. Thanksgiving birthday. Yeah, you guys do the right. turkey and all that? And same thing up yeah, there? Yeah, but I've said to a number of people, it's not nearly as serious as you guys take it. Like, the way Americans treat Thanksgiving, and it's fun for me because, like, I interact with Americans all week, every week. Um, yeah. So it's like, and I've joked with a bunch of people, like, you know, one of these, I'm going to come down for a game on Thanksgiving weekend and basically crash someone's Thanksgiving dinner um, just to experience it. Dude. But you guys take it way more seriously than we do we don't mess like, around with food Cole. no i know you know <laughs> it ain't the same up here yeah got you, got now, you. Now i gotta ask you guys this question though yeah. um because cole i saw you tweeted about this uh i don't know if you already talked about this you talked about the edge and we've got some some situations there like we're trying to figure this whole thing out still we've got vanoy we've got uh clowny and things like that but when it comes to the run game like if you remember the colts game if i'm not mistaken it was really those two big run plays that they had where we just didn't set the edge yeah. outside of that, we did really well. My question to you, and I noticed you tweeted about it, Malik Harrison is a bit um, of a, he's a guy that we've used obviously as a middle linebacker, but also on the outside in my mind, I think you kind of tweeted about this where he just absolutely blew up the guy, the tight end on the edge. And he's a, such a big bruising guy that at least in that role, it seems to me that's a good fit for him to be like a first and second down, you yeah. know, back backer there on the outside. Old school backer. Yeah, what, what's your take on the Ravens, or, you know, once again to either of you, but what's your take on the utilization of him? Do you see him having this role as we're working through these injuries? And so, are you a fan of it? Yeah, because he's a guy that's a core special teamer, so he's going to be active every week, and his ability to provide some depth at the inside linebacker position with Delshawn uh, Phillips and uh, also play some of that Sam role. And, like, there was a play, the Elijah Moore, the biggest – I think it was the biggest loss in like eight years on one play or the first loss that went from minus 20. Um, it happened because Harrison literally threw the tight end at Elijah Moore and he turned around and ran the other way. Um, he sets a violent edge. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the edge problem, they started Jeremiah Moon and on the first, first run play, it got called back from the hold. Jerome Ford went for like 24 yards. 
on uh, another run and he cut inside and there was nobody to fill the edge, set the edge. So um, it's one of those things where if they want to kind of limit Kyle Van Noy's snaps and Bowser's not back, I'd start him. I'd start him in the sense that I'd play him early and then get Kyle Van Noy on the field um, for, you know, second and long, third and long, those situations. Um, I have no issue with him out there because teams are going to try and run on the Ravens and they just haven't been able to like, I know I was I was laughing because I saw a lot of fans being like, and I do get their point. Like it's a rookie quarterback um, playing his first start in the NFL, and they threw the ball thirty six times and they barely ran it. But the hell do you want them to run it? Like Travis Jones and Michael Pierce have been and Broderick Washington have been eating inside. Like they're absolutely impossible. These linebackers fly around like banshees, and then the only place that we've been susceptible is on the edge. So if they can set a hard edge. You can't run on the Ravens. And like, this is going to be a real problem if Mitch Trubisky's playing four quarters. Like, if they can't run with Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, um, and Jalen Warren is a big threat for me because he's a guy that can get outside the tackles. Um, so they better set that edge. So you're not worried about Najee Harris? No, like, he kind of fits the way he runs north south. I think he fits into the plans. Like, he's the type of running back that's not going to give the Ravens problems. Anybody um, problems, Cole. I guess you don't you a, He's not. James cannot stand Najee. He says he's been overrated. And he, I'll, I'll give Jimmy credit. He said he was overrated literally the moment he was drafted. And I was like, dude, Najee's pretty good, dude. But Jimmy's like, nope, he's not. He's no Gus. And then now. <laughs> Years later, he's getting his job oh, taken. By we got to talk about Jimmy's boy Gus. Oh I'll, yeah, let's do it because I want to ask you that. about those running backs in general. And also, and after you're done gushing about Gus, I need to hear about what like Mitchell it. might bring back to this team yeah. this week. The so alliteration was good, Glenn. No, no tongue tie on that one. Things like that? changed in one week with, and and this is something to kind of watch unfold because. Obviously, getting healthy was important. Gus was banged up. He had that conky. Um, Hill came back. Um, but the biggest thing, Gus, weeks one, two, and three, zero missed tackles forced. In week four alone, five. Like he yeah, looked like dude. he looked like his old self, where he's just kind of running through guys. Um, he just knocked the screws back in place. That's what happened. I guess, yeah. He kind of got the got the, some sense knocked into him. When he, uh, he plays, he's used to playing in a concussed state. So early in the season, he wasn't concussed. Oh, here we go. Here he we wasn't go. concussed. So he was here like not go. playing well. And then he got concussed and he's like playing like us again. That's what happened, dude. <laughs> and then you get Justice Hill who can give you those big plays. He's been pretty explosive. Um, and the shock to me has been Melvin Gordon looking pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the question is, what do we do with Keaton Mitchell? And mm-hmm. it's a tough one because – if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I don't see a reason to not keep Melvin Gordon around with how he's played. Um, he didn't fumble. He hasn't fumbled yet. If he puts the ball on the ground, he's going to be gone. So, I mean, and he's probably, correct me if I'm wrong, Cole, he's probably our best blocking back, right? Like, Gus. Can't. Gus has been a freak show back there. Like, it's Fair enough. His development as a pass ball, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if. It's just another feather in the ball, another like, arrow in the quiver of the game of Gus Edwards. It's evolving, and he made a couple catches. So like, it I mean, it looked like three yeah. back. Yes, um, yes. but yeah, it, that's the tough one because I I want to see Keaton Mitchell on the field. I love his game. I love what he brings. And the question that I want people to think about is he too similar to Justice Hill? Right. And so is that the trade off? And how do you manage that situation? Because I don't see him. The same as Gus at all, obviously. He's a completely different archetype. I don't see him the same as Melvin Gordon. And I think what Melvin Gordon's done as a receiver has made me feel like, 
well, like the catch on that wheel route, that was not an easy catch. All hands. Um, yep. And yeah. so, you know, how do you get Keith Mitchell on the field? And I think it's between him and Justice Hill because I just see they're similar archetypes. I don't want to – they're not the same player, but they're similar archetypes where they're smaller jitterbug backs, right, where they can give you those explosive plays outside. Um, so the, the I, only thing we need justice on, like what will keep him on though, is his, his special major team. special teams contribution. Yeah. That's how it's so it, it's just, what's the path to getting Keaton yeah. Mitchell on the field? I, I'm well, not, let's hope it doesn't come. I think, to it, I think it's gotta be Melvin. It's gotta be, Melvin. gotta be. And but I, just, I mean, I see what you're saying. He had the, he had the nice run. He had the hands catch. I mean, let's just hope it doesn't come down to a fumble voice. I know. I don't want that to be the reason Melvin is benched, but I mean, I, like, do you think Keaton could get, through like to the practice squad no issues or do you see it i don't think so and i think the team the team by putting him on on ir instead of practice squad i he wasn't Mm -hmm. hurt right i don't know if that's public knowledge yet but it was a stash it was it was he had it he had a shoulder stinger that he could have played through in the third game but he had already made the team in the sense that he didn't have to show anything so them keeping him around on ir rather than practice squad shows me what I or at least tells me what I think the Ravens think the rest of the league would do. So they think he's good enough to be on an NFL roster. So it's, what do you do from here? Um, it's a good problem to have. They can kind of sort it out week to week. Um, he can be designated to return, but he doesn't have to return for, I think three weeks. Right. So um, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I think, you know, I want to see him on the field. Eventually I want to see what they could do with him. Cause he was so fun in the preseason. So explosive. Um, but I, it's just, I got to give credit where it's due. I got to give credit to Melvin Gordon. A lot of people, including myself are hard on that pickup. Didn't think he'd bring anything and he's brought quite a bit. I think he's been pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. And, sh- and like Casper says, shout out to Willie Taggart, because I think yep. he deserves some credit here coming in and, and coaching the running back room. Mm-hmm. Now I got to I got to give you an opportunity to, to, to talk about the performance of, of Lamar Jackson. I mean, he had his best game four touchdowns uh, still had, did put the ball on the ground. Kind of a, I want to get your take on that exchange between justice Hill. Cause to me, you got to put the ball in the, in the guy's chest, but some are saying that justice reacted to a D lineman and caused him to kind of go his out. Hands of his, lane. his hands go like that. Is that what it is? Everybody was talking about how he let the ball go. And sometimes that happens. Like sometimes it's like more, not like a pitch cause it's, it's not a pitch, but he's just kind of like putting it into the bread basket. But if you slow down, you can see he's got his hands like this to take this better to do. He's got his hands like this. And then he goes like that. And then he brings it back down. So I don't know. It was a weird play. Like it was, he definitely, but Lamar also did like give a little mini toss, like whatever this is. Like, I don't even know what you mm-hmm. call that. Like, Way you kind of throw something in the garbage, like it was That's weird. A, a finger roll, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. it was weird. Um, it was like John Wall out there. Um, so it was, it was weird, but it's not like if you slow down on every single exchange, it's not always like ball into the chest, right? It's, it's always, okay. it can sometimes be like a little bit of a little, little bit of a garbage throw. So, but, but Lamar that, overall, yeah. um, man through the ball and buckets like the way he's been able to attack the sideline especially in the red zone that that uh touchdown at the end of the half or end of the half end of the half to mark andrews in the back of the end zone um it's quote unquote thrown into double coverage because there's two defenders there but it's not really thrown into double coverage because no one else was making a play on that ball except for mark andrews it was basically spotted 
because Mark wasn't completely in the back of the end zone, but it was placed as if it, if it would have hit the ground, it would have been right on the white line in the back. And it just was lobbed up perfectly. What he's thinking with that throw is, I don't know if Mark's going to catch it, but nobody else is going to catch it if it's not Mark. And right. so that's just, we haven't seen that from him. We haven't seen him just kind of throw those balls up for his guy to make catches in the red zone. And so yeah, I think you- that's something where Munkin's telling him to do it and Lamar's perfectly placing the ball. And don't you guys remember years ago when all these national pundits that knew everything about the quarterback position were like, and Lamar Jackson is probably never going to be able to throw the ball well outside the numbers and push it down the field on the outside. And like, it seems like such a distant memory, but I want to know where all those guys are. Like they're still on ESPN. Probably hiding from me on Twitter to be completely honest with you. You know what, by the way, I'm glad you said that Cole. (laughs) You are, I love that you go after everybody. Like, (laughs) I absolutely, you say the things that I want to say, but I never actually type it out. And I can't remember, who was it that wrote a recent article? Oh, the OBJ article that had you absolutely oh, so <laughs> I just you, like, you went right after the author. I loved it. My, the thing with me, <laughs> I, like, the thing this, with me is, and like, you guys are probably in the same boat as me, like, this is just my hobby. Like I just, I, I, I found a way to kind of make my hobby, my own thing. I yeah. like, I got nothing to lose. Like I don't right, really, yeah. I like some of these guys that are like real call, like I'll say real content creators in the sense that like it's their career. Um, they can't say stuff to them. Like if I I've done some work with, with, with the Raven site, like if they kind of let me go, cause of something I say on Twitter, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I still have a job. Like everything's fine. Right. Um, but I just like, I don't know. I just, I'm one of those guys where I just, I find things need to be said to people. And like when you're a lot of the stuff with Lamar that made me mad is it was always just so, it was so dumb. Like it was such a frustrating conversation with so many, for so many years that I just got to the point where I was like annoyed and pissed off all the time because like, what are we even talking about at this point? Like we're still talking about how the guy can't throw like, yeah. it's 2023 like what are we doing like it's yeah. just it's obnoxious but i do love calling people out i love keeping receipts it's hilarious Absolutely. <laughs> hey, cole i'll let you read this one if you want how about that love the road graders 410 sports talk oh, i love don c he's the man awesome. serious honest opinion can we keep pq this is awesome with six and q don't want to stop uh i know the ravens are trying um i know that there yeah. was the, the Ravens made an offer. He was looking for more money. I think basically what he was told was kind of what they told Lamar. Like, this is the number. We're going to let you kind of go test the market, see what, see what other numbers you can get. Let us know what you hear and we'll go from there. And so mm. um, I, my only thing is it's tough to pay two inside linebackers with, everybody else it's kind of got to be paid right like and 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 that's thinking long term um so we don't have any edge guys coming out of the pipe they gotta be well that's the thing if they keep money balling the d-line like let's think about it they're not going to probably pay matt a bk so probably going to lose him um they paid brody to stay so brody's going to be back jones is back um but they have some other guys that they're going to have to pay soon so i mean kyle hamilton's not going to be cheap but he's here for what another four so he'll yeah, be another. Like he'll be in his three. contract year at the you know next year will be year three for him. I can't oh, yeah. believe this is a Jabo's year three, or not uh, a Jabo. Excuse me, Adafi yeah. Owe. Owe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same yeah. with Bateman, but Bateman's again. It's like do you pay him? Um, but it's just 
I, it, it's nothing against PQ's play. No. Um, I think it goes back he's to what we talked about earlier. He's been the, a truly selfless player. Him and Roe playing off one another. Absolute dogs out there. Um, I, I'd love to see him stay. I just hope they can find a number that works for everybody. I think it's going to be in that 12 mil area. I think that's where they could kind of land a happy, happy little area. And you $3 crazy. million dollars a year towards the middle linebacker position. Could you imagine 20 well, to look, one, 12 to the other? There's a lot of guys that leave and they do get more money. And I certainly understand that. But we've had multiple former Ravens that have now retired. And they said, if I could go back in time, I, I would. Because one, you find a like, doesn't PQ just look extremely happy playing and next to Roquan? He like, it's comfortable. Yeah, and, and when you hear Clowney talk about what Roquan does, like how much fun he makes it playing football and how you know how infectious that that type mm-hmm. of attitude is. Mm-hmm. I just wonder like if the money isn't crazy different if you know if his experience could convince him to stick around. Mm. Um, but I, I guess that's a lot to ask when you're talking millions and millions of dollars. But yeah, and a lot of times the familial pressure and stuff like that to take the contract. And who knows, Wink might be calling him to take take a ride up the New Jersey Turnpike here soon. Um, yeah, I might ask to play quarterback. They need help. Right. Holy, yeah. Yeah, man, did, they, they did they pay the wrong guy? Dude, you see Dable tossing the tablet, dude. Like, pissed off, shoot, man. They should have gave every one of those dollars, just give it to Saquon because your offense let him be quarterback, is quarterback, dude. Yeah, let guy. him be the quarterback. Just, just, just direct uh, snap it to him. Now, now, call want to ask you this Todd Munkin's first four games as the OC are here and gone. Mm. What's your what's your kind of early first quarter grade on what you saw from Munkin? Uh, I give him a good B. Um, there's still some things like there's some tangible things that he's done differently that I love. Um, I think some of the performance issues have been related to the O line and the pass protection um, that you can't really like. Guys got to execute. Um, I think a couple of things I'd like to see him improve. Just so I'm giving you guys some specifics and not just kind of talking all fluffy. I'd like to see him run more out of the spread 11 personnel looks. Um, that's been their most effective on EPA, uh, but it's actually the formation they've run the least out of. So that's frustrating to see just because Ravens are usually pretty analytically um, ahead of the curve, I guess is probably the term. Um, yeah. But I'd like to see them get a little bit better in that area. I think teams have, at least when the wide receivers have been healthy, they've been they've basically respected that spread look. They can't just leave obj bateman zay they can't just leave them out there and stack the box so um if you can especially with gus making guys miss tackles now um if you can kind of get you know a six-man box and run into it out of a spread look you're getting linderbaum out in space run that zone look um that sort of thing i think you can generate good yardage so i'd like to see that as a tangible thing um i'd like to see more deep shots and so that is obviously very much linked to the pass protection and i get it um you know, when he got backup tackles in, it's obviously hard to do that. But it's just like, you guys remember the rollout play on the, they rolled out to the right hand uh, side. Down? Nobody went deep. It was weird. Like, and so uh, yeah. there's no safety over the right hand side. So there's like, it's one play that I'm kind of cherry picking. But it was but a third down call. I was like, what the hell no, is this? I, I tweeted it right after. I was like, how is there not a deep concept in yeah. this group? Like it was weird. Um, yeah. So I think general deep shots, Lamar has really turned his deep ball game around this year. He struggled early. Um, you know, he missed Aguilar in that one game, and then mm-hmm. he's been a lot better. That bomb to, to Zay. Flowers. That was absolutely mental. On the run, mm, um, 
placed it right on the sideline. How about that throw to Andrews across his body? I know. Oh, running left, he threw. That was he had the thirty-six the yarder. Yeah. Was that? Did that, that was I the could, thirty-six yarder. Geez, he he started to step up to the right. Andrews ran a whip route, and he just threw it back to the left. Yeah. He broke yeah, that, that tackle. Was the lowest yeah. completion percentage chances of any completion this past weekend. Um, and and you know before after we get to JL, I got to ask if you have any insight on the injuries this week and who might be coming back since we we know you you, you kind of get get a little birdie here and there every now and then i was pretty damn close the one that i missed on that everyone was surprised about was obj i've told i was told he was good to go um i was told he was playing sunday and then not even a practice um, he's hanging so, out in calabasas dude dude i don't yeah, think that he's was in baltimore a, that was a swing and a miss not good um but other calabasas, that, dude they want to get out of bed keeping up with the kardashians bro. yeah yeah <laughs> Um, he's so, lost in the sauce right now, dude. I I think they generally don't know what's going on with Moses yet. Like they are actually waiting for test results, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, I <laughs> I gotta think they get OBJ back this year. Like the fact that he was in 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 his, this year like, this workout week. gear or this week, sorry. Um, we'll scare he was, everybody he, now, Cole. He basically warmed up on Sunday. It was weird. Um, I have this little. This is based on no information. This is just my own little speculative brain. I think it was almost like a load management approach where mm-hmm. he could have played and they chose yeah. not to. I yeah, genuinely yeah. think that DTR, I'm, maybe I, I'm wondering if they knew that Watson wasn't playing. So they're mm-hmm. like, let's sit him. Um, again, based on nothing. About this, Glenn, who did we talk? To? We talked about this with who? With Ronnie was- too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, Ronnie just won't play. Like that's Ronnie's right. in the state that he was last year. And like that's not just like Harbaugh made it very clear all last yeah. summer when he was asked, his 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 response was when Ronnie's ready to be out here, we'll uh, coach. Yeah. Oh, when actually Ronnie's it was Marcus Williams we referenced. Oh yeah, what right. the hell? Why did he practice all week and then not play, Cole? Yeah, I don't know. That was again told told. Well, maybe it was a Deshaun Watson thing. Maybe I was told he was going to play because I tweeted. I think it was Tuesday. Reinforcements coming tomorrow, and then yeah, that's what I had heard. Cole. Thanks. The, the only one that I did not hear a single word on, other than the story of him trying to practice, was Linderbaum, and yet he's the only one that played. And he's the um, one. You should have yeah. known that one already. Yeah. He so I said he would have cut off his ankle to be out there. Yeah. Um. So this. What week, about Marlin? Trying to get him out on the practice field. I think he's back this week. Like I think. You got it. in a contract year. No, no. Mm-hmm. I guess that's they wouldn't be restructured if he was in a contract. Plus, year. he doesn't seem like that would even the affect type of guy him. that. Would, I mean, yeah, this guy true. is there for everything. I'm even just like shocked. I feel football like, school, he was there. Like, like yeah. week one, even before week one, he was so amped about. You know, when, on the podcast he's on, like he was so. It seemed well, like I just he was saw going, a so Jabo took a video of him. He's he's running in place and, and he's going. He's back. I don't know what. And then yeah. we don't even see him suit up for practice, even in a limited fashion. So um, I think I think you'll see, I think you'll see Williams. I think you'll see OBJ. I'm really not sure about Ronnie. Like again, it's it sounds like it's up to Ronnie, and that's just mm. his personal decision. Like it was last summer. He's like, coach, now, I'm at ninety percent. I'll call you when I'm at a hundred. Yeah, like yeah, are you at ninety-three point eight today? Or anyway, so it's a yeah. frustrating situation. I I almost think they need to say something publicly to kind of put a little pressure on him. Get a little fire on him. We'll see. Yeah. Well, JL says praying Lamar gets more time in the pocket. Uh, he's super sharp when clean. Absolutely true. The sky would be the limit in the pa- is the pass game in the pass if the pass game opens up as I think you meant. 
Munkin don't trust offensive line. Now he don't, yeah. and I don't blame him. And I don't know if Lamar no. does. I don't. I don't know if it's just Munkin. I, you know what I mean? I think it's just the nature of what the situation is. This is what it yeah. is. The way that we have to play. Let's work within the confines that we've been given. Right? Like, let's not just go. Hey, let's let's force the deep ball, and Lamar just gets pummeled. Right? Like, let's not do that. Right? Let's let's make a, the best of what we've got. So, I want to go back to what you said though, Cole, too, about Munkin and kind of giving your your thoughts on him. My and this is me, at least the, the optimist side coming out is that I'm still so excited about the fact that we're only four weeks into this Munkin led offense, and it. I didn't. I mean, I guess I did, but it looks good but it looks like there's so much more room to improve. But ultimately, if our offense only got marginally better, not uh, not uh, significantly better, which I think they will, if they only got marginally better, I still think this is a, an elite offense. Yep. My went healthy. So that get, leads me to um, you know a lot of uh, excitement around this mm-hmm. Munkin-led offense. And I, I do have one more question for you, Cole. We won't, well, I don't know how long you've been on because I was the last one on. I, but I do want to ask yes, this. you were late. Holly day, dude. Right. Freaking security guard out here talking to this baby mama or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but my, my question is, um, what, what's your take on Glenn talked about this and I, we don't have statistics on this, but there seems to be a decent amount of runs that are like negative yards. Uh, certainly. I think you did have one statistic Glenn, that we talked yeah. about two weeks ago or so. That it was insane. It was like 40%. Oh, or, 21%. Yeah. That's what it 21% was. 21% of the runs through three weeks the running plays had gone for negative yards or zero or negative or zero to negative yards. Right. Like, do you think that that's something that can be dramatically improved as the season moves on? Or is that, I mean, is that just strictly based on the, the O line being not healthy or is there really like a scheme thing here they need to work on? Um, couple thoughts. Definitely. There was like, I'm thinking of the, when they were trying to close out the Colts game, uh, because people, I think, got mad about Melvin Gordon at the time. And when I went back and watched the tape, he had those. It was the second last drive. They were basically trying to run out the clock. Then they had to punt um, because they went three and out. It was They went run, run, and then the end around to Zay. And uh, Moses got blown up on the first play. And then on the second play, I think it was Mustafer. Yeah, it was Mustafer. And so it's like it's plays like that, like, I don't care what your scheme is, what your who your running back is, like, if your O-line's blown up right at the line of scrimmage, you're basically asking your running back to turn chicken salad into chicken shit. And mm-hmm. even like a guy like JK, who's dynamic, he was able to do that at times, but that's yeah. tough sledding, right? So yeah. um, there's a little bit of that kind of O-line execution. Um, what I've seen from Munkin schematically is he really wanted to come out and run a zone-based scheme. And through the first three weeks, we saw more zone runs versus gap runs. And this week was completely opposite. I think it was 12 gap to three zone. And he went back to the Roman style of power football, um, you know, power ISO leads, duo, all that kind of stuff. And they had more success. And so it makes me wonder, and this is always going to happen when you transition um, philosophically, right? Cause you're, you basically, they had a bunch of guys that fit Greg Roman's scheme on the O line, except for Linderbaum, who was always an outlier because he was a zone guy running it and that was always the big knock on him as a draft pick but they still had like guys like you know even a guy like Falele isn't really a zone fit he's more of like that kind of down block guy in a, in a gap scheme so I noticed that they went to more of a gap scheme approach and they had more success on the ground so I think they need to manage that kind of transition with their personnels 
Um, but I would like to see them get to a point with zone. The other thing with running zone, a lot of it comes from chemistry, chem combo blocks, getting used to the guy beside you with the injuries. It's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see, but I'd still like to see them kind of beat that drum because I think that's where they're going to have the most success, especially on that left side with Ronnie back because John Simpson's been really good in the second level. Um, so I'd really like to see them stick to his own base scheme, but I did notice that was something Munkin did to find some more success was kind of go back to what I think is the roots of the group. And that's that kind of power football. And I thought it worked out really well for him. Nice. Well, last one I have for you, Cole, uh, and then we'll let you get out of here. Um, the red zone I talked about, as I think you were jumping in the red zone efficiency this year is in, has absolutely been insane. They had a 44% red zone percentage last year. Right now they're at 80%. And of the 15 drives that they've made it to the red zone, Thir- or 12 of them have been touchdowns, two have been field goals, and then the f- had an interception on the first trip to the red zone. So 80%. So my question is, is that at all sustainable, Cole? And then how the hell have they doubled their, their success rate from last year to this year? Uh, it's honestly the reason that they've had success is it's, not, it's, it's pretty simple. They've, they've spread things out. It was Greg Roman's biggest problem was he wanted to be too much of a power football team. So when they got into the red zone, they'd keep things tight, 22 personnel, 21 personnel, 12 personnel, keep everything in tight, and then basically constrict the defense. But he just wanted to run it down their throat or you know bring them up to the line of scrimmage, run a play action, throw it over their head. Um, and I think teams just kind of caught on a little bit. If they can win the battle at the line of scrimmage, they could play off. Munkin's spreading things out, and they're pushing the ball to the sidelines. Before the Mark Andrews, back of the end zone catch Lamar placed one in a bucket to Aguilar and he dragged, he didn't wasn't able to get that second foot down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a different approach where they're kind of pushing the ball to the sidelines. Um, and again, getting things a little bit more spread. They're running a little bit more 11 personnel, that sort of thing um, where they, they have to empty the box to take care of those guys um, rather than bringing everybody in tight. So that's been schematically the biggest difference and why I've been pretty happy with Todd Munkin. Um, is it sustainable? sustaining anything that's number one in the league is always going to be tough. Like they're literally the best at it in the league right now. There'll be a little bit of regression, but if they can keep doing that, if Lamar keeps throwing balls in a bucket, if Lamar keeps like some of those run calls, the the second touchdown, which was, it's called the uh, lead read. And so it's something the whole offensive line was running zone left. And so that was the Linderbaum funny block um, where he, he threw his ass into him, twerked on him. And, uh, you could see as soon as it wasn't a handoff, Gus sprints back to be the lead blocker. And so that's by design. That wasn't like kind of on the fly. It's called uh, lead read. And so it's either a handoff and he takes it towards the O-line or keeps it and Gus comes back and, and leads. So a little bit of creativity like that I thought was really nice. Um, they scored on the first one with the counter bash play. Um, running a counter rate at Miles Garrett is the best way to limit Miles Garrett. So I love yep. that. Um, so just like, I think just being creative in the in in the red zone too, like not just trying to, you know, has anyone watched the Cowboys lately? Like they get no. there and they just basically throw, they just give a lead, basically a lead ISO run to Tony Pollard and he runs into his ass of his left guard or whatever. So just a little bit more creativity, I think, than you would see from Greg Roman. Well, I think the other thing too is like, you remember last year, Glenn, at the end of that Falcons game, I think uh, we won the game, but uh, I remember I was driving back in the car, we were, I counted in that game 
the plays in the red zone that were not runs to where J.K., Gus, or Lamar did not run the football. I think oh, there was, yeah. was double-digit plays in that scenario. And so I think, Cole, also what you're mentioning is like, let's not get too cute. I mean, yeah, it works. Our Jackson is probably the best weapon in the red zone because of the fact that you can spread them out and then you can give a dynamic runner of the football space in the red zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's not get cute with it, man. Hey, let's just hope this continues. 80% red zone success, 71% third down conversion in the red zone. Like by far both tops of the league. If that continues, it's going to be a real tough team to beat, uh, you know, when it matters most. Cole, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us as always yeah, on man. Tuesday. Uh, appreciate it so much, guys. Again, if you have not done so yet, please go over to YouTube. Oh, you're already on YouTube. Uh, and, and just just check out Cole's page over at Road Graders. Give you an excellent breakdown on a bunch of different guys and, and kind of show the real secret. I mean, because, look, you, you can only see what you can see from broadcast view and listen to these national guys. You, you take a look at Cole's channel and, and really become a much smarter football fan. Thank you so much for joining us, Cole. Appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. Thanks yeah, a lot, man. boys. Thank thanks you. a lot, chat. Chat, I see a lot of you over on my channel dropping comments. I appreciate it, guys. So thanks a lot. Thanks, boys. I'll see you guys next week. Yep. All right. See, see ya. ya. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of excitement right now here in Baltimore. And, Lots look, I'm it. not mad. I, I don't I don't apologize for the fact that the Ravens are looking like they're possibly going to be seeing their third consecutive backup quarterback. That is okay with me. Yeah. I'm not mad about it, and let's just get over go out it. Whoever's there. pouting about it, shut up and get over it. That's right. Let's make him look like a backup, not like we yeah. did with Gardner. Let's make look, him look gotta, like DTR. Yeah, exactly. I got to tell you this, Glenn. So I'm I'm at this work event, right? And uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of congregating happening at, we like to call it the watering hole, right? It's just the bar in the middle of the lobby of this hotel, and you network, and you chat, and I drink my ginger beer and my club soda and whatever. Like, we do our thing. This guy comes over, nice guy. I've known him for a while. He's chatting with a guy on, on a colleague of mine, and they're talking Bengals. They're Bengals fans, mm. right? And then I was, were they, they sad? Were, well, the one guy was like, they need, yeah, they were sad. <laughs> he was like, we just need to let Joe heal and like play the backup and whatever. And yeah. uh, I was just getting another conversation, and he was like, oh, so who's your team? And I was like, dude, I'm a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. And he was like, oh. And I was like, we can go back to the week two tape if you want. That's right. He like, you know, on, oh, baby. Yeah, Turn what do you, it on. Well, you think you're special because you're a Bengals? Fan? Like, well, what does that mean? You guys are an absolute disarray. It means nothing to me. Don't they're like, nuts. huh? Me, Dude, look, like, the kitty cats are going to lose to the Cardinals. They're going to lose. Yeah. They're going to lose to Arizona this week. Yeah, and I tell you what, you guys should go bet on it at BetUS. Yeah. I bet you get some good odds. Yeah. Check out BetUS. Use the 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 promo code four one zero or use the the link that's also in the description. You get 100% match plus 25%. So it's a total of 125% match up to $2,500. It's a great way to help us out here at the show and make some free money and have some fun. Do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. But uh, Glenn, that's a great point, man. Go out there and bet on them Cardinals, baby. Dude, I'm taking the points all day. The Bengals are an absolute mess. I mean, look, Jamar Chase is cursing in his postgame presser open. saying he's always leaping open. open. They are a disaster. And look, they can turn to the backup. The backup has never thrown a ball yeah. in the NFL. So yeah. I don't think it's going to get any better. They're a mess. They lost so many key guys on both sides of the ball. And look, they gave a bunch of money to, to, to big old sloppy. And he is a turnstile. And I'm not yeah. mad watching that guy no, absolutely whip it. on blocks. 
He's a right tackle playing left tackle, and that's his first mistake. He hoodwinked them into thinking he was a left tackle. The only ones who are wise enough to know otherwise, let him walk. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, go over to BetUS. Use promo code 410. Make sure you gamble responsibly. But also, take a look at this Ravens game. I'm telling you. This whole Mark Andrews, look, Jimmy called it last week, but I don't think this is a one. I think whatever the over, take the over on Mark Andrews. I love his production this week. And I don't know what the spread is. They they, they might kind of wait to see what the, the health status is of, of Kenny Pickett. But I think this is going to be a hammer time this weekend. And I think a couple of things that will keep the spread close, it's historically the Ravens and, 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 and Steelers are close. Yeah. Also, Lamar, if you look back at his record, like when Lamar plays, he doesn't have the best record against the Steelers. All those things could keep it closer than we expect it will be. That's so true. all that plays into your advantage, just like you said, Glenn, because I mm-hmm. think we cover the spread. That's right. And, the, and, and you know what? This national perspective is going to keep it, keep that line a little yeah. tight. So please go over to uh, BetUS and and uh, make sure you gamble responsibly. But yeah, I mean, look, I, the, I see Qui- uh, is it Quisi, uh is, is saying we need to bring JPP. I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, if you bring in uh, some additional depth. But right now, I'm actually not that, like, as long as Owe is in the horizon, like if he's on, like, the yeah. horizon. And you got Van Noy, you got Clowney. Like he mm-hmm. mentioned, Malik Harrison, sneaky good on first and second down. Not giving you much as a pass rusher. No. But, but he's a really, monster. I mean, he's such a load out he's there. He's like Jared Johnson a little bit right now as yeah. far as his first and second down play. And then you still have Jeremiah Moon. You know, you got you got other guys, but what I, I wouldn't be dis I wouldn't be mad about JP because he'd probably get the league minimum, but he doesn't move the needle for me either. Right. We might, might want to pocket that for some flexibility around the trade deadline and things like that. But And the other thing I'll say about yeah. Malik Harrison, if none of you guys have seen him in person, like sometimes they lie about the stats. I'm pretty sure they undersize him. He's a huge human being. Mm-hmm. Like just very – and the way he plays, just like you said, Glenn, he's very physical. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about this week. This is a this is going to be a fun Steelers game. I you know what's crazy? It, I'm, I'm hype, but the Bengals have daggone – Wiggled their way into being my most hated team in the division yeah. right now. You, you well, know? wait till the game starts. Okay. All right. You know what All I'm right. saying? I, I understand what you're saying because it's, yeah, part of the reason, yeah, it's not even just the players. It's the, the fan base. Like, dude, you're not the Chiefs. You've won At least nothing. the Steelers have won a lot. Like, they can go yeah. back. They have a trophy case. They're in, they don't even have a trophy case in Cincinnati. They don't have one that's empty. They don't have one, period. Yeah, they, they they just said we don't need one, guys. Like when they remodeled the building, and then they Eli like, Apple was here. They're like, we don't we don't actually need a trophy case, guys. That's what he told the contractor. So yeah, don't they build have it nothing. In. I don't get why they have the audacity, the the the, the, the like they are so excited for a team that's won absolutely nothing. Yeah, Eli Apple put it over the top for me. After that, it was like, dude, they wish they had him back. They're worse yeah. without him. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, like the mouth. Oh yeah, like, he's a goofball. Yeah, let's see. SMKG says, "Who do you think we get? We could get at trade deadline, Taylor." It's so hard to tell what will happen at the trade deadline or prior to. Be, well, you know, around it, whatever, because it's all about where teams are. Like we're only what we're four weeks in. Yep. I think it's going to take just a few more to get to the point where, like, okay, teams are definitely. You know what? We're going for the number one pick. We're going for Caleb. Whatever, whatever. Um, who? I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, I, 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 I'm not a big fan of him either, and I'll say that real early. 
doesn't really matter. I just don't think. Oh, no, here we go. Uh, no, look, I'm just saying. You know, I, I, hey, this could be the one of those ones where you're early on it and you end up being right. Well, well, look, look. What, what's Baker been? What's Kyler Murray been? I think he could be something like in between that, but I don't think he's. Everyone thinks he's been this great prospect Dude, in the past they, decade, whatever. I just heard online. I think Shador Sanders is a better NFL prospect than Caleb. Dude, Dan Orlovsky, who by the way, my nephew Tyler said you just got his haircut. Dan Orlovsky, Dan's got my haircut. Said that Caleb Williams is a combination of Lamar Jackson, Stop. Pat Mahomes, and Justin Stop. Herbert. All combined into one guy. The thing is, he's not he's not any of them. Like he's not as athletic as Lamar. He doesn't have the lateral movement or the the creativity of Mahomes. And he doesn't have the arm of what you said, Herbert? Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. That's a bunch of you know what he is? He's like, you know those. That would be like the perfect guy. If if that was like that would be a freak. Andrew Luck is closer to that than Caleb was, like coming out of college, in my opinion. But this is the last thing I'll say. He's like one of those bikes. You know those like um I forgot what they're called. It's like the 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 road bike that can it's also a dirt bike. A hybrid. Yeah, but it like sucks on the dirt and it sucks on the road. It just sucks on both. It's just not oh, it's great. Like, it's either. like shampoo and conditioner in one. Yeah, like you can't, it's not yeah. good for either. Right. It's just just yeah, like get it in separate bottles, dude. Yes, yes. Get your peanut yeah. butter and your jelly in separate containers. Yeah, don't, don't get do the, the one with both. What's don't it called? do it. Schmuckers. No, no, no. It's called the, anyway. Yes, you know. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the kid. I mean, he's a Lincoln Riley propped up quarterback. Is what he is. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's had anyway. quite a few of those. But look to your point, Jimbo. When you ask about uh, keeping flexibility, I like that Daniel Hunter prediction. They're yeah. one in three already. Uh, they they are likely not going to be in the in the uh, in the factor of the playoffs. So, huh? Oh, Goobers. Yeah, Hold on. Yeah. Goobers are Goobers peanuts is the with peanut and jelly in the same jar. Oh, so when I think of a goober. I think of the the candy, which is just a chocolate covered peanut. You know, that you eat at the at the at the movie theaters. Those are uh, goobers. Here, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna share a screen. Just make sure you don't have any inappropriate tabs, because I've been seeing yeah. a lot of that on uh, on people. Yeah. They're like, my professor shared his tab in the back. There we it's go. Like busty teen. There uh, we go. I told you it was Schmuckers. That's the brand, but they're called Goobers. That's interesting because if you just type in Goober, you see it's my, definitely you see my a Google cho- search: peanut butter and jelly in same jar. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I knew Schmuckers made it. Um, but yeah, way, I, I had that happen once in a work call. What the guy oh. shared his screen was and it, it bad. Was... Yeah, it's always like the word. Like, and the then he just minimized it or like exited out of it. Like nothing happened. He just kept talking. That's all you and can like, do. How are we supposed to have another 45-minute professional conversation after this? Yeah, at least he didn't accidentally have the audio going or something, which we've well, seen and that it was before, on his too. work computer. Uh, just so dumb. Like, you can put it on your phone. Anything you need right here, baby. Anything you need. You do not need to, to spam up your work computer. Dude, like, you work in security, dude, and you're on your own work computer. Anyway, nothing to do with so the Ravens, dumb. but – um. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I like the Daniel, Daniel Hunter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's, don't you think at this point it's a little hard to predict? Like. Yeah. For sure. I mean, ultimately, the Ravens aren't going to be the only team looking to add guys at the at yep. the deadline too. So yep. they could just flat out lose a bidding war. But I, I think both of us kind of picked on guys. I said Burns from the Panthers who are zero and four. You says Hunter from from the Vikings who are one and three. That's the type of target you're looking for. Expiring contracts, mm-hmm. expensive guys, 
mm-hmm. uh, who are in bad teams. That's your most likely, you know, avenue to get a, a, a bona fide pass rusher. And I think the Ravens, while they don't need it, because I still think they're they're going to be a top, you know, they'll be a top ten, top five sack producing team, just by based on how Mike McDonald schemes it up. But I think what Cole said is is exactly right. Is it, it will allow it will force teams to keep more guys in the block if you have a bona fide guy that forces a double team in itself. It'll 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 cause more guys to have to block, which means less guys are out running routes and less guys you have to cover. But also it'll just bring more versatility with those with already a versatile team that he has with Roquan, with 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 uh, Patrick Queen and with Kyle Hamilton. I, I have no problem with them being aggressive. I hope they do. If it's anything like their last trade, it's going to be an absolute home run. You know, with with uh, with Roquan being the last guy. I mean, think about the other ones they've, they have turned out really well, also. You know, so. And look, I don't know. Is there any interest in one? I mean, is he off his rocker insane? Uh, oh, yeah. Don't even. Yeah. Heck no. Dude, he's got I a mean, lot of issues all, right now. I know. Only thing I'm saying is that something going on with the Raiders organization. I don't, I, you know what I'm there saying? Is. Like, but know, I watched that man. I just talking about Chandler Jones, right? Yes. I watched him just. I, hold on, I, hold I, on, Glenn. Hold on. Can you hear that too, DK? It's like robotic. It's okay. It's okay. No worries. Look, we all know the technical difficulties I deal with. This is nothing. So you're doing all right. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. You're going to switch your mic? Hello, hello, hello. Nope. Turn your thing on. On your, your um, I'm guessing is probably it. You got it, Jimbo. Still nothing? Yep. Can you hear me? No, we got you. We got you. We got you. You're right. I unplugged it. Didn't turn it back on. But yeah, uh, Chandler Jones looks like he's yeah. I don't. I, he's going through a lot. But I just saw him do like a quick live stream, and then he 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 starts saying, "Do you think Aaron Hernandez really killed himself?" And then he just burst into hysterical crying. Like yeah. he's got a lot going on. Uh, you know, I hope everything goes well with him. But I, I mean, I don't think the Raiders are an ideal organization. But no, you get those meds right though. It might not take well, too I guess long. So, I'm but he's got bigger problems than than uh than you know the Ravens have in a in a lack of pass rush. But yeah, uh, I hope all things go well. I need he need they, John needs to go over there and straighten him out because I don't know if any other person could handle if that guy right. gets upset. Other Look, than maybe good loving John. and care for someone can go a long way. That's true, and this just place feels like home care. to people. That's right. Just knowing that you care, man. That's all it, yeah. now, I'm not saying that's all that he needs. I don't want to minimize what he's going through. That's not my point, but. It can go a long way. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know. Well, on that note, uh, I think that's it for us tonight. We will be yeah, back. Yeah, you want to keep chatting? I just got here, dude. Uh, dude. I'm totally look, kidding. I, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> look, I know uh, you got to get up early tomorrow, so I got to I gotta let you get to sleep. You know, that. look, it's like I said it before you got here. You don't just wake up like this. You're not Beyonce. You know, you need your beauty rest. You know, you need. Dude, I got to go run after this. Tonight? I have to. Yeah, Dude, it's almost ten. Yeah, but I'm out at a resort. Like I'm not. I'm oh, I know you're at that Disney. Resort. Yeah, I'm you just be running next to Mickey and Minnie, bruh. That's right. So, oh, I'm, oh, by the way, yeah, who is our? We didn't announce our fan winner. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout to Sean. Sean, oh, you know what? Yeah, he's waiting to see if he won. Sean's expecting is, a win. Dude. He's by the way, who back. won our uh, internal competition last week? I couldn't. Recall. I don't remember. Do you? Oh, that's right. It was me. That's yeah, right. Yeah. It was me. Hold on. Hold on. One second. One second. Someone's at my door. Hold on. This guy's ordering room service during the show. I mean, what kind of 
I mean, this guy, he better make sure he uses the peephole, dude. You don't want to open the door when people are knocking at your hotel room. You never know who's going to be on the other side of that door. Uh-oh, here we go. I'm looking forward, dude. What you, what's, your, what's your line, Glenn? Talk to the me. future's bright, baby. future's bright. You see this light right here? That's right. That's right. Future is bright. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. Who is yeah. this week's fan winner? I'm hoping it's a first timer because we've had, let's see. Turner W does not ring a bell. 5950. Shout out to Turner W. And do, DK, do you know, was he like the only one that got four out of four or do you remember? Let's see here. He was the <laughs> only YouTube one that got submission. four out of four of all wow. the submissions. That's awesome. Shout out Turner W. If you're watching the show, DM us. At any of the social media handles, let's see. I'm gonna remove this real quick. Uh, above Glenn's head. Yep. And uh, and send us your address and your um, your name too, because we need something to put on the thing other than your YouTube, like you know, your user, your your handle, uh, and then also your shirt size, and we'll get it out to you, my friend. Hey Jimbo, they the, the chat needs to know: Were you just getting your glasses, or was there somebody really? Oh, I was just getting my glasses. <laughs> Yeah, that was all just to get the glasses. Uh, no, sure. okay. I didn't order room service. I might later. Might as well, right? After a, a long, hard run, get some uh, right. Dude, we're finally running with no pain in the knee, dude. So happy. Nice, nice. Back to 100%. Look at you yeah. go, dude. You're like Ronnie Stanley. You're back That's out right. there. 100%. Right. Just faster than Ronnie <laughs> in that, like, um, it's only been eight days. How long has it been for Ronnie? No, he had a much more significant issue. But. He did have, like, a 400-pounder dive into the back of his leg. Yeah. Hey, I had like, a battle just with tripped. that concrete. Yeah, I was going to say, you just tripped over those Baltimore streets, bro. He <laughs> and <laughs> concrete got in a fight, and I lost. That's right. That'll happen down in the city. But that's it for us tonight. We'll be back Friday for our post-game show. We got a, a great guest. Christopher Carter is going to be joining us from Chris Critiques. Um, DK, I think we're missing something. What are we missing? What are we Did missing? He's oh. motioning. Um, I'm not sure. Ah! He's, he's, is that he's what he's motioning? He, he done confused. Friday. Done, oh. Friday. Yes, Friday. We're yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Friday. We only did Thursday last week because Jimmy was traveling on Friday. On Friday so yeah. uh, that won't be the case this week. So we will be back on Friday. What's Jimmy do for a living? He's always on the go. You know, he's I like cybersecurity software. I was going to make up a really cool thing and you just ruined it by telling the truth. I mean, right. don't let truth get in front of a good story. I, I think what I do is pretty cool. Yeah, but I was about to call you Indiana like Jones a, or some shit. Hey, like, I was about hey, to really look, hype you up. This could be a cover. This could be a cover. That's right. He's finishing side quests, Luis. That's right. Look, That's I, right. He's finishing that. dungeons. I, I, yeah. What is that? Uh, it, it, It's a video game thing, Jimbo. Uh, oh. SMKG says, last question. You think Ronnie is cut after this year? You know, I'd have to look at the contract details yeah. on when the Ravens can get out of it without having a huge lump sum of dead cat money. If it's single digits, he's gone. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to look to find a cheaper option for sure. I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, look, even if you if you love Ronnie and, he, and you think he's a pro bowler, you can't count for more than, what, 12 games a year out of him at best? Ooh, yeah. So it's like you got to factor that into his paycheck, unfortunately for him. But um, luckily for him, he, he already made his money. Yeah, He'll he's be doing fine. okay. He'll be just fine. But, yeah, I do think if they can, they'll get out of that contract after this year. For uh, sure. Percent. Mm -hmm. But that's it for us tonight. Join us this Friday, eight o'clock. Be here or be square. I don't I think I messed that up. Be there uh, or be square. There it is. Uh, that's it for now. Hey! Ah! Ah! Hey!
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.